to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Welcome to the show, everyone. My guest today is Jean Bernier. So Jean and I connected online on LinkedIn like about a year ago, I guess. And there was a, a, mutual, a few mutual contacts that we have. He's actually local here in Kelowna. So I'm actually across the lake, but we're fairly local. And he has joined us in the river before. So we do our cold plunge truth every Wednesday. Gene was one of our guests. And I remember the conversation that we had both before and in and after being in that river and just thinking like, man, this guy's, this guy's deep. Like he's got, he's got some wisdom to share, but he's also got a a humbleness to him that actually just feels really genuine and authentic. And I was looking forward to the conversation that we would have and, and diving deep on that. Like what brought Gene to this place? How does he use these gifts and this kind of, uh, this, this sense and this, this, um, this presence to be able to serve others. And we spoke about his journey as a coach of others, of leaders, of entrepreneurs, and what he's done to build that skill set over the years and the lessons that he's learned and what he's integrated into his own life. And it was an amazing, inspiring conversation. I think everybody will get a lot of value out of that. But I think the thing that's most exciting about this interview and this podcast episode is that I actually leaned into asking him a question that I've maybe been a little hesitant on in the past, but Gene actually kind of set the context and gave me the space to be able to comfortably do it, which I'm very grateful for. And that question was, where is he misaligned or not of integrity with the person that has been speaking for the last 40 minutes or so on this podcast, meaning We speak a lot of times from a place of this is how we should be. And these are the lessons that I've learned over the years. And this is what you should do. And then when we actually like flip that mirror around and go, now, how are you doing? Are you being that all the time? Or are you just saying it out loud? Where are you misaligned? Be honest with yourself. And Gene leaned into this with me and he answered the question very honestly and vulnerably and truthfully. And it was a reflection moment for him to just realize the growth that he's experienced to get to here, but also where he wants to continue to evolve. And we both had an experience of growth, right? Because naturally, like I say, I haven't asked that kind of a question before because for the reason, like we were saying that, oh, geez, that might, what if, the person doesn't really know how to answer that question or what if they don't really lean into telling the truth because we always want to kind of sugarcoat the, Oh, you know, uh, yeah, geez, you know, I really should be getting up earlier in the morning. Okay. That's surface level. But like, where are you truly misaligned? Like, where are you telling yourself that oh, family first family means everything, but then you work 16 hours a day. And I, I'm saying that from my own perspective, you know, because that's a misalignment for me. And it's gone through ebbs and flows where I've been very attentive and very, you know, present with my family and my kids and my wife. And then there's times where I just straight up go into old patterns and I work like 16 hours a day and I'm up until midnight and all of these things that I know don't serve me. And I actually speak about them, but I've been misaligned on them in the past. And this isn't to like put ourselves down and to say, shame on you, but rather to go, here's the truth. I recognize it. I surrender to it. 
And now I'm going to choose to move in a different direction. I'm going to choose to operate in a different way, to be a different person. It was fun. It was a lot of fun, this conversation. I think you're going to really enjoy this. I think you're going to enjoy hearing from Gene and the vulnerability and the honesty that he showed up with. And I encourage you to go and connect with him as well, because he's sharing a lot of content around these things too. And I believe that both of us actually unlocked a whole new level and layer to the depth of conversations and the content that we'll create going forward. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. And here we go. All right, Mr. Gene Bernier. Good to see you again, my friend. Always great to see you, Trevor. Thanks for having me on your show this time. Yeah, of course. Well, we uh, have known of each other and kind of connected in the online space, LinkedIn in particular, you know, within the last year or so, I would say we had some mutual contacts and whatnots. And um, I think we were both kind of vibing with with what each one of us was talking about and consuming each other's contents along the way. And yeah, I'm grateful we got connected, man. You know, like sometimes when you find your people, you maybe hesitate for a little bit because you're like, well, I don't know, you know, am I going to like this you guy? Feel you each like... other out. <laughs> yeah, right? It's funny how that dance works, right? But um, common interests, people in common, I think, kind of break those barriers down. And we definitely had a few of those along the way. I agree. Um, and I'm still yeah. grateful. I think it was uh, Danielle who's still uh, and what post. Uh, I think we were talking about some posts about hiking that we were sharing. And yeah. She's like, come to the cold plunge with Trevor and Mike. And it's just like... <laughs> I've never met these people in real life. Now, <laughs> now let's go d- jump into a cold creek, and uh, yeah. the bond was formed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was uh, it was a gentle peer pressure, as we expressed. Right? It, it was funny how that how that all transpires. But hey, that that's the truth, though. Is I did see that post where you were talking about uh, hiking up uh, Knox Mountain. I guess it was here in Kelowna, right? Because we're in the yeah. same area. And yeah, that's always the things, right? If you're like, oh, that person was up at 5 a.m. and hiked a mountain. I like that guy. Like, I think we might hang out. <laughs> Little well, things. It, well, yeah. And it, it's interesting though, when you go do those things, others might think are like, well, that's crazy. Why are you doing that? And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you start to slowly find the people are like, I'm doing that as too. Should we do that together? Be like, oh, all the crazy people are getting together. I love it. Yeah, totally. And actually... On that note, so I'm going to ground us really quickly in in um, in a quote by Brene Brown, just to kind of set the context for this call. Because right. you asked me before, like, what's the intention? What's your intention, Trevor? Here, well, I'll explain. I I say this to everybody when we get get rolling here. You might have even heard it before, but uh, she said, "One day you will tell your story of how you overcame what you went through, and it will be somebody else's survival guide." So mm-hmm. that is our grounding, and. The other thing I wanted to say about that, though, too, is I actually listened to uh, Brene Brown's new book, Braving the Wilderness, over the weekend. I listened to it on audio, which was a really quick listen, actually. It was like four and a half hours. But she talked about that exact thing you just said, which is sometimes when we venture into this space of the unknown, like hiking a mountain in the morning or jumping into a cold river, there's a part of us that thinks, like, am I insane for doing this? I feel like this is the way. And then all of a sudden you get in the river or you jump into the wilderness and you see all these people and they're just living their best life and they're doing cool shit and they're creating their reality. And you're like, damn, but you had to actually be brave enough 
to venture into the wilderness. And yes. it's an amazing book, man. I don't know if you've listened to it or read it yet. I haven't yet, but I'm going to add it to my list. I've still got one uh, Audible credit left that just came online. Uh, <laughs> so that might be the add, add to it. Yeah. No, for sure. I highly recommend it. And I was going to say, I've got like 12 credits because I haven't used them, but I have a subscription. So if you need it, I'll just gift it to you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, let's maybe begin with something like that, because I want to introduce you to everybody that um, is, you know, in my world and get yeah. them to get a sense of like who you are. But, you know, why do you hike mountains, man? Why did you ju decide to take the leap and jump into a cold plunge? Why does what I just said about Brene there kind of make you perk up and Resonate. go, mm, cool, yeah. I'm all in. So why, why do I do that stuff? You know, I think, I think there's a piece that is always looking to explore, right? I, I, there's like an unsettled being settled. I never really put those words to it before, but that, that really resonates here in, in this moment is when I get comfortable, there's a sense of boredom. And then it's just like, okay, how do I unboard this? Like, what does this boredom really mean? Do I want to sit in it? Do I want to explore it? And getting up at like sometimes at five in the morning to go hiking is because it's difficult to do. And I think, I don't think, I'll scratch that. I know I need to do those difficult things because it makes me know that I'm alive, that I can, that I can overcome the you know, the momentum of being slow sometimes as well, or like being in a position that you've grown to and you've really excelled in, be like, do I still have it in me to take another step? And can that step be big, bold, and curious? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of metaphors in that that are not just the physical stuff too, right? And I know uh, in the line of work that you do and the people that you serve and how you choose to spend your time in creating, right? Cause you do a show, you create a lot of contents. Yeah. Um, what is that? What does that journey look like for you? This is basically kind of like an open platform now to say like, who's Gene? <laughs> what, do, what do you do, man? Like, cause you asked me before even uh, last week, which, cause we had to reschedule this, but you're like, Hey, do you want my bio or something? Anything to prep? And I was like, no, dude, let's just come and talk, you know? Yeah. Like, who's the real Gene? Why are you here right now? Why are we even having this conversation? You know? Well, I can answer that, that question the easiest. Why are we having this question? Why? Because there's something about the conversations we've already had, Trevor, which are more than surface level talk, right? Like, we get to have an exploration of minds being people that were, were new to one another. But, like, there's, like, I think there's, there's, there's something fun up about that, too, right? Is being able to share when people are in that like crazy five in the morning, get up and do wild stuff adventure set. Like that just makes it a yes, because you just never know where anything's going to go. I've got a friend, Tom Broxham from New Zealand. He's an expat from Calgary and he always sees in his motto is uh, today's today's convert or today's connections, tomorrow's opportunity. And there's just something that always sits with that. There's, there's a component of, being willing to step into it. So the easy answer for that is why am I here? To be brave and be bold and be curious with you, man. Uh, who am I? So there's a couple Two of words, words that right are there. super prompt up there. <laughs> I love Come to be grateful. Mm -hmm. uh, so who am I? Well, I'm Gene. Uh, 
But what I do sometimes during the as my day job is I work with really awesome leaders who kind of gotten stuck. I call it like being trapped in the fog, you know, like when you've gone along, you've been really good at something and now you're starting to make this transition from going from here where you've got to set skills of mastery but now you got to change. Maybe it's most likely these people are stepping into leadership roles. And that stretch can sometimes feel like they're being put back in the unknown. And that can be a real difficult spot to be in after being a master at your, at your craft for a long time, going into a new one, trying to flip back into being almost having to be a student again to learn, to be okay with making the mistakes and being messy and not getting it right and finding the, helping them find the way to kind of unblock that energy around what's holding them in place in that fog, which is judgment, fear, our friend's anxiety and depression can show up. But it, it's, it's helping coach them through that, sit with it, explore it, look at the different perspectives around it, right? And eventually they're able to get through it. And also look back and go, the fog is an incredible teacher. It's necessary. The fog teaches you what you need to know to get from here to there. But we can also speed that transition up so that you're not stuck in it and you're in it for only as long as you need to learn from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting that we kind of begin with this side of things with regards to what do you do, you know, because that, that's always, I find myself personally even too, I've started to... um really have a different relationship to a question like that. And I'm always curious about how other people will answer it. Right. Cause some people immediately go, well, this is my title and this is the degrees <laughs> that I have. And this is the companies I've worked for. And others will lean in and go, you know, I help people that are in the fog realize that the fog is actually exactly where you're supposed to be. Learn to love it, embrace it, thrive in it. And everything you want is on the other side. Cause that's what I heard you say. You know, oh man, like I'm going to write that down <laughs> afterwards. Like Trevor just re repeated that so much smoother than I have. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, I agree with you. Like asking the "what do you do?" question has gotten to this point of like it's like almost grinds. It's just like uh, I'm really trying to be versus do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's ethereal and hard for people to wrap their heads around unless they've really dove into that uncomfortable space and and have guides to support them on it, too. Because I know, in fact, um, that I'd be curious to know this, too. When people are coming to your world and, and you are supporting them in a coaching capacity, are they cracked wide open and they're like, Gene, just guide me. I'll go whatever direction you ask me to, or is there... <laughs> resistance or what's been your experience oh it's interesting um <laughs> i think that to to be in a position where you're asking for help there's a component of like the crack has started to happen like you think like oh i'm being cracked open and you don't realize that like life and you it's kind of like a gobstopper be like that's just layer one and there's so many more layers and each one has to have that resistance and together it's it's a bit of like hitting hitting that and opening the crack together, you know, through this place of non-judgment and just being with it. And sometimes it's like, it's messy and it's terrifying and hitting it over and over again can feel futile till that one crack. And it's just like, oh, I didn't realize there was another layer down here. So the answer is to yes and no, right? To, to step into it, 
takes a bit of like self-awareness and people that are ready to make that step to be, you know, I think into therapy, into coaching, into mentorship or whatever the next step for them is. Um, and then inside of that is a lot of tension and resistance and places to go that have been stacked onto us, right? Like I'm 42 and I'm just starting to understand how, where my layers are and, and realizing there's so many more to go. Yeah. That was actually what I was going to ask you next. See how we're just kind of like dancing into this perfect <laughs> conversation, which was uh, like, where have you metaphorically thrown yourself into the fog on purpose to be able to go? I don't even know exactly what I'm supposed to be asking for questions, but it feels scary and I'm going to jump. What can oh, like, man. Uh, yeah, I'll let, just let you answer that. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, the, the low hanging fruit one was starting the live cast conversations with, which is the show that I was, uh, I've had both you and, and Mike on, yes. on before. Yeah. That was a place of me going, all right, I've always wanted to do a podcast because I think it's an, it'd be fun, but it's also a place of growth. And it was also a thing I didn't do for the longest time because like, oh, what if I'm not good at asking questions? What if I, my voice isn't good enough? And I got to this point and I think it was October, 2020. And a friend of mine had just started doing like live shows. And he's just like, why don't you just like hit record or like hit go live and zoom? I'm like, nah, it can't be that easy. He's like, <laughs> it's that easy, man. It's literally that easy. And I had to like reevaluate what was it? what was really stopping me because as a tech background it wasn't the tech that was stopping me like that that was the easy part it, it was coming to terms with going okay show number one is going to be the best show that i've ever done and by show number two it's going to be the worst show that i've ever done making that commitment to evolve it and i made a commitment to myself like if i just get started what could i accomplish if i just increase and improve one little thing doesn't have to be big it doesn't have like no sometimes nobody will ever see the different little operating pieces i've done to make it better over i'm filming 100 tomorrow right wow. so like yeah it's all these little pieces have built up and then it was just like oh i got to five now i got what could i do if i get to 10 what could i do if i get to 25 and then it became this place of could I get to a point that people leave this show and go, that was a great conversation. Mm -hmm. Can I, then can I push beyond that feeling of like getting to like 90% and stopping? So, for me, it was like 25 and then I'm like, oh, I think I get to 50. And once I got to 50, I'm like, I'm going to get to 100. And just putting myself in that uncomfortable place of like continuing to do it every Wednesday for a hundred shows yeah, just for the experience, just to learn, to figure out that answer of like, who am I trying to be? Who, who's Gene being now and who's he growing into? And through all those conversations, I've learned to ask questions like this first, I think about 60 of them, 70 of them. I would ask, we're going to jump in my time machine, go back 10 years. Yeah. What's the one thing you, what's the one piece of advice you're going to give? Yeah. And that kind of got to a point where I was like, I think, I think that's a good question, but like that's, that's not pulling people forward. So, we switched it now to going 10 years into the future. So, what's the thing future you is saying thank you to you for when you step out that door, right? Is like, where's this place? Where can we start asking questions that people can move forward from instead of like looking back to? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that was a super insightful conversation that we both Mike Prince and I had with you. And I remember that question and I even knew it was coming. And then when he asked it, I was like, I, what is the answer? And part of me has been conditioning myself to just go, you know, the answer, you're just scared to say it out loud. So just say it, you know? And for me, I, I can't, I was just trying to remember exactly what I said, but I think it was something somewhere around the lines of, uh, my future self is thanking me for believing that what exists now actually was always there. I just had to believe it was true. It was some to that degree. Yeah, something you know? along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, not, I've been on lots of podcast interviews and I know exactly the evolution you're talking about too. In fact, I'm looking at some notes here where I've got the evolution of my questions since I've started and I'm on episode, I think this will be 60 or so. And yeah, it's come so far, right? And a lot of, a lot of times the, I think the reason why we maybe don't evolve to such deep questions that have open-ended possibilities for answers is because of the uncomfortable space that it might create. At least I'm speaking from my own perspective. And that was going back to what you were saying of like, am I any good at this? Can I ask the right questions? Am I going to be able to ask a question and hold the space for a person where they're like, hmm, great question and not try and fill the air? Does right. that resonate with you at all? Oh, big time, right? <laughs> there was a huge part. I can still remember like the first, like that throws me back to the first 25. It's just like, don't let there be dead air. And it was like always trying to fill it. And it finally got to this point. I Somewhere in that first 25, I just start to relax and to go with it. Be like, all right, well, if they're brave enough to be here and I'm brave enough to be here, let's just trust and set the context of every show that we're going to hit 40 minutes. Mm. And we're going to explore that and we can hold a conversation for that. And it's okay for some time to sit and ponder and even to be like, where's the next thing? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. Just let it, just kind of let it flow, right? And there, like the the piece of that as well is like I think there's a big component of that permission to give to a guest and you like give to a client or wherever it is. But in this case, it was like, hey, you know, I usually lose track of time. We're gonna hit four. I'm gonna look up and we're gonna be wildly past forty minutes. And I say that now, and that was like something that evolved from that first twenty five. And now I say that every time, and we do it every time, and it's almost like oh, it's okay that we're going to go longer. And then I make a bit of a joke of going, it's my fault that we've gone long and I want to be respectful of your time. Yeah. And we, I've hit that. I think I think maybe there's two shows that I have never hit that mark with since since that time. And then there's been a couple that have just like gone off. Like, from <laughs> like probably could have sliced them into two or three shows. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, it's funny how that happens too, right? I know even my podcast, every single episode's between 55 to 62 minutes, I want to say. It's never pre-planned. It just kind of naturally happens that way. And and there's times where you think like, geez, I'm already three quarters of the way through the questions I had written down. Are we going to be able to keep going? But then, you, you know, you just have to get kind of comfortable in that space and and be a good listener, I think, too. Like, pick up on little cues to know where the conversation could go if you just go a little deeper, you know? And I think that's a sign of a great coach, too. What's been your experience with that? And I know you've gone through lots of trainings and stuff to, like, really work the skill of being a, a coach that can hold that kind of space. But, um, yeah, what kind of uh, – what, what's been your experience with that? And 
with listening. So yeah, yeah so I, I, I'm going through something called a Coactive Training Institute (CTI) for those in the coaching world. Um, I'm path, halfway through my certification process now, so I've spent like the last year doing some training with this group. And a big part of what they talk about is level one, level two, and level three listening. So level one listening is really self-based. It's just like you. It's like if I was listening to you, I'd be thinking about, oh, how am I going to reflect with a story that matches Trevor or how is what Trevor's saying making me feel? Level two is like really listening to the words that are coming out and connecting with your words. Level three is like taking basically that whole wide world view in, connecting not just with the words, but like your energy and being bold and saying, hey, this is what's coming up. I'm feeling fill in the blank. How does that, where does that sit? And being able to create this like shared conversation at level three it, it's it's really beyond kind of being heard at that point it's it's like hmm, interesting it's it's like being witnessed mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you familiar with philip mckernan who's i'm not no he's uh he's a speaker and a coach and a retreat facilitator and i've known of him for about 12 years now and spoken a few times years and years ago he actually runs a few things uh because one's called brave soul brave something else is like seven day retreats in ireland but anyways he was just on a podcast with somebody who's from Kelowna, i believe too i gotta go and look this but look this up um the heck was her the soulful girl or something like that podcast Anyways, I haven't heard. Yeah. yeah, I know. There's all the kinds of things. I'll link all these up for people because it was a reminder of like, oh, yeah, I was going to go look that up. But anyways, she was interviewing Philip and uh, talking about being in the crowd with him, speaking on stage with about 3000 people there and just his energy like you were talking about. She said in the first five minutes she heard him talk, she was like, oh, shit, my life is never going to be the same again after listening to this guy. And then she sunk down in her seat because she's like, I cannot have this person actually see me who for who I am right now and how I see myself because they're going to see right through me. And I was like, whoa, that's powerful, you know? That is powerful. And that's an energy game, right? Speaking from the stage and really having that kind of an impact on somebody, not just with the words you say, but like how you show up and just the aura around you. Um And then the second part of that related to what you were saying too, was she talked about an experience being in one of his retreats and how there was like 20 people at this retreat and somebody, uh, had a breakdown for lack of a better phrase, you know, at the very start, you know, part of it was kind of like a happy breakdown. Another part was kind of like an angry breakdown. Like I'm going to butt heads with you, Philip. Right. And Philip held space for that person for two hours, she said. And there was everybody around that person wanting to hand a tissue over, give a hug. And he said, do not do that. This person gets to feel this, perhaps for the first time in their life. And I remembered hearing that and being like, whoa, that's a next level of being able to hold space and to coach and to guide. I just wanted to say that out loud, man, because it just seems so relevant to what we were talking about and... I've really appreciated our conversations and what you've uh, acquired for skills, but I think also intuitively have as just a deep down, you know, you soul aspect of you is you have a really uh, amazing presence to allow people to be heard, but then to provide some insight back that isn't you telling them what to do, but rather having them reflect. And I, 
just experienced that at the river when we went and cold plunged. That's where you get the truth out of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you have to sit in that cold, you, you may as well be present because there's no other place to be. But I, I, I think there's something to take it back to uh, that, that experience that Philip shared for that person is like, that is so important. And you hit it nail on the head. It's like so many of us are so busy getting just being trying to be busy and we don't have time to, for our feelings. We don't have time to take care of ourselves. And then we wonder why things start to fall apart, right? Like you, that, living that life, super short, super short runway before the everything starts to fall apart and it'll start slowly and then it'll just escalate super quick. And being able to create that space, like even you know, I'll share for myself, like today, like I work with my own coach, especially as I'm going through my own training and stuff, like I eat my own dog food. And I, we were talking about how she, she reflected going, you really process through the, through the, our topic today quite quickly. And I reflected back going, it's about the space. It's not so much about like what she said or how she made a question or reflection, but it was like the space to explore without there being judgment and being able just to feel into it. And I've had a couple of clients over the last number of weeks share back and reflect back about how they felt that in our sessions and then been able to take that into like their business or into their family life and just hold like where they typically like, I want to go in and like hug or bite or like, it's just like, no, like step back and go. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this person has not felt like they've been allowed to feel this emotion and all the emotions we have, they're part of us. They're legit and we need to experience them. The breakdowns, the good, the bad, the beautiful and the ugly is my friend, Raul James always says is like, we have to experience it all to be full. And like, when you have that opportunity to just be like, I could be like that. And there's still love and compassion around me. Be like, man, like that's a place that you do have a, a breakdown. That's where tears come from. That's like, that is like where a shell, where a layer just breaks and shatters and you are never the same in a great way. Yeah. And you didn't even know it was there, right? It was, it was just kind of deep under the surface, but giving yourself permission to go to that space is the first step. I, it actually reminds me of something else too. I um, <clears throat> this morning I was I just walked over to the Starbucks because I've been making a point to get up in the morning, just go for a walk, sit down. I've just been doing like a walking meditation and then journaling and whatnot. And one of the things that uh, came across my whatever just my environment at the time was to be mindful in every moment too, including when you have that glass of water and it's easy to just down it and back to your thing and instead enjoy every ounce of that water and look out the window and look at the mountains and go, man, I'm grateful to be here right now. It was a powerful moment, man, for me. And that's why I think what you're speaking about too is, is that mindfulness in the moment, you know? Yeah. Like I'll, I'll just go like ditto for that. It, I've been experiencing and practicing that myself as like one of my own personal areas of working is, is the slowdown. It's like, so what's in the slowdown? What is if I take a little bit slower breath and what if I speak just a little bit slower to create some space for something beautiful, like to come out of it. 
and like just like this morning after working out sitting outside and like just looking at the leaves and not like looking through them but like trying to look at each individual leaf and just try to hear it and experience it and be in that moment the more opportunities you can take for that is like it's almost like ah it's like your soul just gets to take a, po- a beat for a minute and just be like we're not worrying about yesterday we're not fretting about tomorrow we're just i just get to show up and this is totally all right yeah right here right now and i have seen you speaking about some of that stuff that's it was uh on my mind subconsciously maybe because i wasn't planning on actually bringing that up but i have seen you share some stuff like that recently even too about just present present moments and sitting in the calm and the silence and this kind of conversation because i know that on the surface level of people read your linkedin profile or whatever you know it's like i have this certification these are my qualifications this is my background and experience i even host a show on this and this is why i could be a good guide and a coach and a mentor for you but what we're talking about i think and you and i kind of jammed on this after we went in the cold plunge is like this right here what we're talking about is actually the secret the magic sauce oh big time and it's really simple yeah this is where (laughs) <laughs> and that's you know that's the i laugh because that's the that's the the part that you might not believe if you haven't like started to crack through those layers it's like can't be that simple it's got to be this complex thing it's got to have all these moving parts but no no reduce the parts yeah reduce the rules start living around guidelines it's like how do you simplify your life it's like what is it there's a I don't know if this was a joke or, but I remember, you know, the, a, a father of like 16 getting interviewed and he's like, well, what's, what, what would you tell yourself if you could go back in time? He's just like, have less rules mm. because life comes at you. So how are you going to show up with it? It's like, I, you know, I keep going back to your, be grateful, be curious, be brave. It's like, have some guidelines about what it means to be you in those moments and then show up and react to it from those places versus like I've set up all these strict rules and oh no, this new situation means I got to revamp this rule. Be like, no, who, who do you want to be? You're a human being, not a human doing, right? So get connected with that being. And that's a real hard place at the start to, to get into it. That's where you have those two hours of like just being witnessed and allowing yourself to go through the breakdown and the transformation that's what it is like every transformation is painful there's a component of pain i think there's also a component within that pain there's a piece of grief right because the piece of you that was that got you to where you are that needs to be honored but you're also letting it go and it's it's like a a part of that is 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 dying it is dead right and just experiencing that grief of it and still celebrating the life that you're about to create and and move forward from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of good messages in there and we're very aligned on everything that we're talking about here. I'm in the middle of it. I know you are constantly too, because that's another piece of it too, is like you never master this. You just become a constant student of it. Right. And a committed student at that seeking the fog for the next evolution, the next, uh, rise. Um, the thing that comes to mind now is I know, I know a little bit about the dynamics of your personal, like as a, as a dad, as a father, you just mentioned about, you know, being a dad and stuff, but 
how does this show up for you as a, as a dad, knowing that you know you're holding space for a bunch of other humans, <laughs> and the things, the lessons that we learn, and then the things that we experience, and the skills that we develop in in coaching in the in our professional life. What have you brought into being a dad? How is this translated over there? I I think that one of my core pieces is like being present. I used to, I could probably been accused of being a workaholic in the past and like work's got to come first. Like everything's got to be important. Um, but what was important were like the little people sitting upstairs, right? Like for example, today in before this made my lunch, I was on another call and my daughter's like, you want to play exploding kittens? Cause we just got an expansion pack of it. I'm like, like my initial reaction was going to be, Oh, I got to get back to it. I was like, no, that's exactly what I want to be doing right now. Let's let, let's do that. Had my lunch to the side, had an opportunity to spend 15 minutes with her. And it was that, that is what it's all about is like being present and not being so reactionary to, I think like the biggest part that has changed over the last 15 years for me, as I've been a dad for 15 plus years now is I'm nowhere near as reactionary. And I wish like if I could get in that time machine and go back 10 years, it would be like, Hey dude, like a, it's all going to be okay. You're going to get through this. Cause that was a challenging time. He would have been an ad about 10 years ago and two slow fuck down. <laughs> be here. Like be here. Like, you can worry about the money, you can worry about the work, all you want, but ask yourself, when was the last time any of it got to that point that you couldn't make more of it or get another piece of work? It always comes. You've got the skills, but this time with your kids, that's limited. And I think that's a big thing that I've realized too, is just like, time is time is not on my side for that. They're growing up. I got a 15 year old, 14 year old, 13 year old, and nine year old. Like, we've got limited amounts of Christmases and limited amount of summer breaks left before there are none. And like, being able to be okay with like summer doesn't need to be work, work, work. And even like two years ago, I would have been like, I gotta, I gotta work more. I gotta work more. Leave me alone until it's time to go to the park. It's just like, oh, you're right. It is a good time to go maybe grab a bubble tea or go run an errand and let's go do this and let's not worry about that other stuff. Be like, I'll fit the time in for work or I won't and I'll make that commitment and I, I manage my work commitments in a way different way to ensure that I can have the opportunity to be present and to do the do some fun stuff with them now. Mm. Yeah. I'm glad you said all that out loud because it's, it's part of the reason why I decided to do this podcast was to just have conversations around this kind of topic and just get the perspective of all people so that I can understand what it means to be a more conscious, mindful, present parent myself too, knowing that I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to have days where I'm going to feel the stress and the pressure and everything, and I'm going to do the wrong thing that I should have done some different, you know? And <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. But it's just about recognizing it, and noticing those moments. And you hear people, you know, you see, usually it's older people when you go to the grocery store or whatever of like, oh, I remember that age. Enjoy every moment of this. <laughs> right? It happens all the time, doesn't it? 
Yeah. But do we actually let it land and feel it for real? I didn't used to. Like, I know, like, I, I would get that all the time. Like, be like, oh, oh this yeah. is a great time. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, of course, of course. It's like asking an entrepreneur, how's how's business going? Oh, it's going great. There, there's fire everywhere, right? And and they're just saying it's going great to shut you up and to move you along because <laughs> they, they don't feel that it's going great. And the same thing with, with, you know, when you get that as having young ones. Be like, it is hard work and it's rewarding work. And if you let it. It's going to teach you so much more about yourself than you're ever going to teach teach them. And I think on that teaching component, the one thing that I've really started to realize is it's not about what I can teach. It's 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 not taught, it's caught. So they're going to catch how I am being. They're going to see all that. They're going to they used to see the dad who was reactionary, who would get mad, who would be like all over the map, like, and I'm probably sure that was a real challenging spot sometimes to be in for them. Now it's just like, oh, if we ask dad for his time, he's going to give it. Well, where might that then trickle down into their life? Like, where will they then give that time to somebody else instead of being rushed for everything and still having responsibilities and some discipline around certain commitments and everything else? It's like, it's okay to, to have a commitment and to be able to say no, but how about we say no and then we'll discuss when we can, I bet I can do this later, right? Like my no's no longer for them are always just a no. It's just like, well, I can't do that now, but let's, you know, how about after supper or fill in the blank and that can show up in other places too, right? That That's, that's a powerful place to start to be in because I think a lot of people that, you know, client-wise, they come from a place of problem solving, probably saying over committing to yes and saying yes to things that they should be saying no to and just learning to be like, hey, no is a powerful word. No protects your bucket. You've got a bucket that you can fill with yeses. And if your yeses are spilling out everywhere else, be like, well, those are wasted yeses. So that no kind of protects it as well. And that I think can help show up in all forms, right? Especially as a parent. Man, you're just leading my question from one to the next here. Cause I got another one that just came to <laughs> mind here. Um, and it's on, it's actually along the lines of what you started with earlier too, where you said like your questions have evolved. Cause I'm looking at my questions here too, and thinking maybe I should go down this train of thought here with Gene and just ask him these questions. And I was like, no, you know, cause we just literally said that like, let's evolve. Let's, let's push into the next realm. And then I thought, what is the question that I could ask Gene that uh, maybe even kind of makes me a little uncomfortable to ask because I don't know what the answer is going to be or if it's something that you're even comfortable in talking about. So I'm going to try this with you if you're game for it. All right. Let's, let's, let's be uncomfortable together. <laughs> let's do it. So the first the thing that came to mind, though, man, was, you know, we've had an incredible conversation already just up until now. And we've spoken a lot about the lessons that we've learned and the things that, uh, you know, we, we serve other people with. And there's a lot of uh, inspiring pieces to all of it. And for me, I know most recently I've had to really kind of just put the mirror on myself and go, where am I misaligned or out of integrity with what I'm saying and how I'm actually showing up and who I'm being? Where are you misaligned or out of integrity in your life right now? Oh, sure. That hits and 
hits in the soft spot. Man, that's interesting because I, I have, I've really pulled back from doing stuff online for the last little bit for that exact reason is like, what am I doing it all for? Am I just sitting up here preaching, not living the, the fullness of it and experiencing that pullback and going, oh, am I impacting my business? Like, oh, personal brand, blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, I got to this point of like, no, fuck that. Like, I don't care anymore. I am going to wait until I'm done exploring who I am. And it's been this big shift of like, who am I being versus what am I doing? You know, I, I you know, I go, I, I see a counselor. I, I am doing the work and trying to pull the layers back of like, where are all these stories coming from? And like, what are, where's, where's this been the biggest challenge, you know, for, for me, like the, the misalignment right now has been around, you know, building my businesses. Like I've got some great clients, both in the form of Canadian men's health as a foundation to be in there as like their part-time jack of all trades. And I'm super enjoying that doing this coaching thing, being a dad. And it's just like, who am I through all of this? Where's, where's the sticky, where's the stickiness and finding that I think I had a lot of places where I thought I had complaints and I'm starting to realize, Oh, I didn't give a voice to myself. Those are like things I didn't have the courage, the confidence to make a request in and slowly I'm like sitting with that and that took like three, four months of like really sitting with and really like kind of pulled myself back from a lot of things in life to go, when I re-show up, I want to be not this facade. In the year, in years past, I would wear masks, like I had a mask for every occasion and like I think I'm finally getting to the end of that pile of masks and they're the, the most like oldest and terrifying ones to get rid of going, who am I without them and putting them down on the ground finally and just kind of like doing a merry condo with it. Be like, you do not spark me joy anymore and stepping, stepping into that. Right. It's, it's like, I could talk about money. I could talk about being a father, being a husband, being a coach, being all these things. And like, there's a component of it. I would say in the last, probably about three months ago, there was like, how could I be a coach if I'm struggling with all this stuff? And I've gotten to the point going, I think you shared at the beginning of this is like, this is somebody else's survival guide, right? The things that we've been through, uh, there's some stuff on our family side is just like, I laughed at the start of the year going, man, that was tough. And just had me like literally sitting down here crying. Um, but then I, the next day I'm just like, this is going to make a hell of a Ted talk when we're ready to actually process and, and get through all this is like, I can get through this. So maybe somebody else can too, if I'm brave enough to, to share some of these challenges with inside. Well, I like the way that that went. <laughs> and I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you, man, for going there too, even because like I say, the initial kind of uncomfortableness, even for me on that is it's a call up, right? The question like that is like, let's speak the truth here because you know, if I was to be asked the same question, there's a lot of things where I would answer very similar to you. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs 
people that have been in this business and the game for a while too have a very similar story, which is so driven. Sometimes it's from a place of like, I'll fucking show you. And other times it's from a place of like, whatever, the opposite of that, you know, like, of course I am. And then there's almost an arrogance to it. But getting to the place where you can actually recognize that there's more to this, this life than just your influence and your impact and your business and your finances and all of that. But there's actually all these other layers and you don't need to sacrifice one for the other, but you do need to find the way that you can kind of go in and out of each and find a way to combine them together too. That's uh, a lot of people get stuck there. They really do. Oh, big time. You know, as, as you're talking about that, you know, where my biggest misalignment, I think this is a clear answer now is I spoke about harmony, like how we need things to be in harmony. It's not about balance. And I've realized I was in that process of like speaking to a future state, not having and working to live into it. Now I'm getting to the point that I recognize what, the har what harmony means and how to harmonize all those pieces instead of just harmonize being in harmony with myself, woo, but like it's actually to be in harmony is with multiple pieces of instrument or pe or, or people, right? Like harmony comes from one or more, from more than one. So how do I be in harmony and harmonize with life and to make this make multiple songs out of life and all the harmony and harmonize with the people that are around me? I had this today, this uh, quote, I actually just wrote it on my board. It's like, make songs, not noise. Huh. I like that. That was a good little, that's going to be a little, little quote clip we'll pull out. <laughs> I like, I always like the music analogies, right? Because there's something about that. I'm finding now that I'm stepping into even the way that I do my podcast and the structure of this. I'm attracting a lot more people that speak about the, the, this, dynamic between being creative and actually creating your reality too and and music and just art and that type of thing and where my brain might have in the past went might have went like yeah art's cool you know i like to put stuff on the walls i'm like no art is is a feeling and and it's a surrender to the feeling that actually is already within you that you can then express into the world and other people can feel and it's like when you find people like that that speak that way that you know create songs instead of noise dude that's inspiring yeah. yeah that's that's a that's a place to like you say to inspire to right like a future state to to grow to and i think it's the beautiful component of that is like it's something that you can hold on to that you can never actually truly get there right because there's always going to be this growth this energy change within it and something new to explore and find in it it's, it's like uh I would add it to one of the be grateful, be curious, be brave statements. It's, it's this guideline. It's this place of being. Can I be creative? Can I be a creative and part of a creator? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the Braving the Wilderness book by Bernay, the last chapter is uh, it's amazing, man. Like I listened to the whole book and then the last chapter, I was like, oh my God, I should have just skipped to the end here. But she speaks about this in a way that allows you to kind of visualize it right of people operating their life in this state of like oh there's got to be more and i'm a, i'm actively seeking that next level and what is it and you're kind of walking down this street that's lined with buildings and at the end is this forest that 
you can either bravely step into or choose not to. And when you do actually step into it, it's almost like she opens the curtain. She says, what you find behind there are all of the people that are doing the thing that you're aspiring to do, which is they're truly expressing themselves. They are dancing. They are creating. They're all of those things. And you can almost visualize yourself there like, oh, oh I found it. But I had, I didn't know they, yeah, were didn't know they were here. And I was so scared to actually venture to into the woods that I held myself back to actually go there. And yeah, it felt, I felt it, you know, I was like, oh yeah, that's real. And, and I've experienced it too. And our cold plunge that we did was just another piece of that, right? You jump in the river with people that are like, yeah, I'll do this and, and feel the fear and the everything. Cause like, it wasn't yeah. comfortable for you. I know it wasn't, man. We got it all on video. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still remember, I can still like r vividly remember stepping into that water going, let's do this. And that cold water hitting my shins going and everything, my body going, get out of here, <laughs> find a way to get out of here. Just do it. Be like, no. Oh my God. They're still calling me in. <laughs> We're still doing this sitting on the rock dive in and then like as soon as i just like as soon as we sat into that water oh, we're here there was no getting out of it and then we ended up sitting for 10 minutes having a beautiful conversation know, right? like that is that is like a plate like 10 minutes of of what initially started as discomfort the first 30 seconds to a minute was like high levels going, oh my God, this is not what we're used to. Plunge into it for 10 minutes. 10 minutes in in, in anything that makes you just uncomfortable. Within reason, of course, be safe about this. <laughs> but like within reason, it's going to change your view and you're going to get something from it. And I think even when we sat down, it was just like, oh man, we're going to get something from this. And that's still a piece that I take with me today is like hearing whenever I hear that, yeah, that voice well, in my body, like it's, that's the best way I can describe it. It's like, it was beyond just the little saboteur screaming. He was like out of control. He's like, oh, I'm out of here. Like all the voices up there. It was just something in my body was like, Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. It's the same metaphor for all of this stuff. And if anybody knows, doesn't know what we're actually talking about, that's start with the cold plunge. Jump in with us. It's because it's a great analogy when you actually get through it and you're kind of like, whoa, right? And then you th you start hearing stories like we're talking about, about venturing into the wilderness and kicking this door open because it's kind of ethereal at first. People are like, like, what are you guys talking about? But when you experience it, you know, you just know. And at the same time, you don't. And it's so frustrating and irritating and scary and every other word you could think of yeah well it's like i always think of like people ask oh what's coaching like but even thinking about taking this plunge into the uncomfortableness like taking a cold plunge is like it's like trying to explain what hot water is if somebody's never experienced it once they sit in the hot tub it's like oh that's what they're talking about sometimes like i think the challenge the request here today is like go spend 10 minutes in that uncomfortable thing daily like 10 minutes Find out, just find, be open to finding out what that is. And it can be anything in your life. And I, we all know that we have something uncomfortable that we need to sit with for, we could easily sit with for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And dude, you just led me into my last question, which is so perfect again too. But 
I find from my own personal experience, and maybe others can relate to this, and maybe even you too, but I've been guided and instructed to sit for 10 minutes in silence. I've been guided to sit for 10 minutes and reflect on questions and journal. And for a long time, I've told myself stories of like, I don't got time for this. They're like, how am I going to get anything out of sitting in silence for 10 minutes? And, you know, one of the exercises that I'm doing now is to do a daily expression of gratitude. And that's my last question for you, because I know the power of this, you know, to sit in the uncomfortable of like, you're going to write what you are grateful for, for the next 10 minutes. And you're going to hit a point where you're like, what else am I grateful for? I don't And that's uncomfortable, right? It's, it doesn't have to always be the extremes of like jumping out of a plane or jumping into cold water. Sometimes even trying to find the beauty in the midst of the chaos or the storm can be very, very, uh, you know, growing, uplifting. I think there's the question right there is like, where was the beauty today? Like sitting with that for 10 minutes, like that, that ties back to the gratefulness is like gratitude is, you know, it, it's been a big part of my own exploration. I think I would say based on my Facebook memories about 10 years ago, I started writing what I was grateful for posts because I was so tired of all the things I was seeing on social media and on, on media period online. It's just like, why don't I plant one seed? See what that does for me. I spent years writing those online. Now I just write them in my own journal and explore it and find ways to grow from it. Now it's like five things I'm grateful for every night is like a great place to end my day. I've added on to it to write about like, what's my prime emotion? What's the prime emotion I felt for that day? And just recently I've added on to it is like, what is the wish for tomorrow me? So like trying to bless myself for tomorrow. Love that, man. Uh, I didn't actually ask you the question, so I'll ask you here now. <laughs> what is the one thing that you're most grateful for right now in this moment? Your uncomfortable question. Right? I'm grateful for that because it was an opportunity for us to share and show what it means to have that open space. And I'm, I am, uh, for nobody watches this or a ton of people watch this. I'm grateful that we just got to experience that together. Because now where can that take our questions as we leave here? and interview more people and talk and support more people where else might we be just a little bit more brave than we were today. I'm just holding the silence for us now, man. Cause that's, uh, that's exactly what needed to be said. And I'm glad that you said it out loud because that's really what it is. It's just a bravery to step into the conversation or ask the questions that others are not willing to either speak to or, speak into right or express themselves so that was awesome man uh i appreciate you i appreciate you coming on the show here and having kind of an open-ended question with no set agenda or any kind of titles discussed or preconceived or anything <laughs> like that and just kind of trusting i love it i love doing these yeah. shows so no man this was a great conversation and just adds on to i'm i'm very appreciative of being a, be invited on onto your show to have this and to spend the last hour 
just digging just digging yeah absolutely and i think it kind of speaks to the uncomfortable question that you were just referencing which is I truly believe that everybody has a voice and an opportunity to create change in this world, you know, to be that a change maker. And it's not some big dramatic thing like, uh, you know, we don't have to be the Dalai Lama or Mother Teresa to do it either. You can start with yourself yeah. and you reflecting on the fact that you wanted to figure out who you are and, and really go deep on that before you started expressing out of the world and preaching things. I think that's powerful, man, for yeah. you to actually speak that out loud and, and then also realize, though, the world needs you, man. It needs your voice and it needs yeah. you to speak out loud because I, I said it to you when I first met you that, uh, you know, you don't not everybody you meet speaks from a perspective where you're kind of like, damn, that. OK, all right. I'm going to go think about that a little bit. But when you do find them, I know that that's what I'm here to do is to help amplify the voices of people yeah. like that. So I'm glad that we got to have this conversation, man. Likewise. And I appreciate that you've built this platform for sharing those voices. Because sometimes we all need a little kick in the ass to remind ourselves to get up there and get right? playing. Yeah. Step onto the field, man. Let's go get smacked around a little bit. I know you got a son that's a pretty <laughs> active uh, football player and pretty good one at that too, right? He is, yes. Awesome. Very much so. Cool, man. Well, I appreciate this conversation. I appreciate you. Tell everybody how they can find out more about you, witness and experience the live sure. show, all that kind of fun stuff. All right. So th the company name is Peeled Back. It's P-E-A-L-E-D Back. So it's actually an acronym for my kids, Presley, Elliot, Alice, and Logan. And that's why it's spelled wrong. Uh, or it's spelled right, actually. <laughs> exactly uh, how it's my way. Should be. So you find me at peelback.com, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube. That's where you can find the, uh, the live cast. And my musings are, I, I, and most of my time is spent on LinkedIn. And uh, you'll find me as Gene Bernier on LinkedIn. Cool. I'll make sure it's all linked up so that people can find you. And yeah, man, I appreciate you again. And thank you. You know, you having Mike and I on your show as well, I think was another really foundational piece to what we created together with the retreats and what it's now yeah. spinning into as well. So I know when Mike and I got done that interview, we were like, whoa, we're going to like, that's going to be a part of the 10 year story. When we look back, you remember that interview we did with Gene? Like, look at, look at this, man. <laughs> look at what we created. Look at the trajectory. So I think it was either you or Mike after that show were like, oh. We finally put to words what we've been yeah, trying to say. Exactly. And yeah. you created that, man. You stepped into the space and asked the questions that allowed us to go deep. So uh, you, yeah. you got the gift. Keep going deeper. So appreciate <laughs> you, man. Appreciate it, brother. All right. Well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you, everybody else soon. Thanks, Thanks Trevor. We'll see you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel, as well as on your favorite podcast platform. So until next time, remember, today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave. Yeah.